Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Amen. I'd like for everyone to open with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. As we are going to be looking at our last message in a series titled simply The Resurrection. And uh, this is our third week in just one chapter. Honestly, we could have spent two months in this chapter because there's so much uh, there. There are so many um, things that the Bible talks about in regards to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and in our first week, we talked about the fact that all of the disciples and even the Apostle Paul, what they said is, is that the resurrection of God released the grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He was a man made by grace, and God's grace was released at the resurrection. And that's how we receive from God is by the grace of God. And, and we talked about the hope of the resurrection and promises that are meant to sustain us last week. But this week, what we're really focusing on are just the last verses. And the title of the message today is The Victory of the Resurrection. That's what we're talking about. The resurrection is all about victory. The resurrection is what shouts victory to the whole world. The resurrection was the greatest victory of all time, and that resurrection was for all who would believe. Whether you're standing on the wall or sitting in the seats, and I wish we had a bigger place for you, thank you for standing. But how many know that Jesus died for the whole world? Jesus died, and then he rose from the dead so that whoever would believe in him, they could receive the power of the resurrection. Amen. And the resurrection is a threefold victory that involves a mystery. And we're going to be looking at that in the next few moments. Essentially, here's what the resurrection is all about. It's all about the supernatural. Everyone say supernatural. <laughs> the resurrection is all about the supernatural. Now... We're living in a day where talking about the supernatural shouldn't be that strange because our culture is obsessed with the supernatural. Hollywood is making a killing because we love the supernatural. We love our superheroes. Batman and Superman and Thor and, uh, and even, even the whole vampire kick that people are on nowadays. Why is it? Why is it that people are so caught up with it? Here's why. Because deep down in the heart of every person, we desire to be attached to someone greater. You see, and from the beginning of time, people have always worshipped. They've always worshipped something. It doesn't matter where they were, where they find themselves, whether they were educated or not. There is something put inside of us that desires for the supernatural that desires for more. And men throughout the, throughout the years and throughout the ages, they've created all kinds of gods. But Jesus is the only one who came to the earth and rose from the dead, proving that he's the true king of kings and lord of lords. He proved that he was the true God. 
because he rose from the dead with power and great victory. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to read uh, um, some pass a passage of scripture, just eight verses, but you really got to pay attention. These are not easy verses. In fact, this whole chapter is not easy. You got to think about it and you got to kind of drink it in. But these things are really powerful. So let's go ahead and put up this passage. It says, I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that, <clears throat> that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That means requires something supernatural. Nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. This is what the Bible says. This is what it promises. It says, for the perishable must. Now, everyone say must. must. Now, I want, I want to pause here, and I want everyone to really look at this verse because this verse frames our listening today. It frames our understanding. It says, for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. Okay, must. Now, what this is talking about in this moment is the supernatural divine agenda of God. The supernatural divine agenda of God. And here's what it is. There will come a day. There will come a day when God's plan for this world comes to an end. On that day when his plan for this world comes to an end, then there's going to be a transformation that takes place. And our perishable bodies, those who know the Lord, our flesh will be transformed. Our, our mortality, our, our, our weakness, and our frailty will be transformed in some, into something immortal and eternal. That is the plan of God. And I, I plead with you today to listen in a very serious way way to the message today because God's plan will be fulfilled. God will have the last say. It says must. So one day we will be confronted with eternity. One day we will have that moment where we face God and we will see where we end up. So let's keep going. He says when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? But the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Let's all read this verse together. Ready? But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory comes through Christ. Hallelujah. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the, we're going to put this verse up at the end before we go. Okay, we'll pray this together. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. 
Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. How many know the people that were laboring here so that souls could be saved? How many know angels wrote down all of the makeup you put on, all of the mopping that you did, all of the cleanup that you did? How many know it's all recorded in heaven? That labor was not in vain. On that day, they will be rewarded. Can I get an amen? Can we praise God for all of those that labored just in this past week? Hallelujah. And so the title of the message today is The Victory of the Resurrection. The victory of the resurrection is what we're going to be talking about now. And I want to pray just for a minute because I want to pray that we would experience the victory of the resurrection. And God didn't die for us to have a one-time experience. How many know he takes us from glory to glory and from strength to strength? So let's pray. Father, thank you for this day and this time when we could all be together. I thank you for all of the first-time visitors. I thank you, Father, for people standing along the wall. And I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us from your word. God, I ask that you would help my feeble lips and that you would hide me behind the cross and that you would cause people to see Jesus in the fullness of his glory. Lord, I pray that no one would miss the victory of the resurrection today. And I pray that we would walk out of this place walking and flowing in your victorious love and power and life. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we could be together. Bless this word to every heart in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. Praise be to the living God. So I want to say in advance, all of these points are really about the supernatural. G.K. Uh, Chesterton um, once said, this is a paraphrase. He said, if little children can believe that Santa Claus puts gifts in their stockings, why can't we believe that God gives us life every day when we put our feet in our stockings? How many know he is the author of life, and he does it by his mighty power, and it's supernatural power. And so we're going to look at what this passage is saying to us about the victory of the resurrection. And here's the first thing that it tells us, is that the victory of the resurrection is inheritance by power. Inheritance by power. I declare to you, look up on the screen, I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You cannot inherit the kingdom of God by human effort. You see, the gospel is basically saying that in your own strength and on your own merits, no one is good enough and no one can be good enough. No one can be good enough. All sin, all falls short of the glory of God. No one is, it can meet up to the perfection of God. But God's love was so great that instead of making us work for salvation, he allowed us to inherit salvation. When you inherit something, it's a gift. You don't earn it. You just receive the blessing. I, uh, I had my, uh, son, you know, one of my team members look up for me. Um, how many ever shop at Walmart? Let me see your hands. Come on. Say it proudly. Yes. 
<laughs> right? Some good sales at Walmart, man. And um, uh, the founder of Walmart is Sam Walton. Well, his children, each of them received approximately $40 billion. Combined, that's more than all of Bill Gates' fortune. Christy, his daughter-in-law, is the wealthiest woman in the world, just because she got married, right? I was in an airport, and I, I pulled the book off. It was in the, one of those bookstores, and I pulled the book off because the title really got me. And the title of the book was, was this. It was Born on Third Base. And it was a, a quote by a famous football player, football coach, Barry Switzer, who said, he said, some people are born on third base, but they think that they hit a triple. Okay? They think that they hit a triple. No, they just were blessed that way. Okay? Sam Walton's kids just inherited that. He's the one who made the decisions, the choices, and all of the, you know, who knows what his story actually is to build this incredible empire. Well, when it comes to the kingdom of God, we have to understand someone else had to earn it. Jesus went to the cross when he rose from the dead in power. He rose from the dead in power so that we could inherit a kingdom of power today. Not because we deserve it, but because he's merciful and loving and kind and glorious. And we can experience the kingdom of God today and now because of the mercy of God. Because of the kindness of God and the forgiveness of God, guess what? Our inheritance is greater. Let me tell you something today. We are richer. We are by far richer than the richest person on this earth. One day, hallelujah, we will walk on streets of gold. Hallelujah. Houses will burn up and cars will burn up. You know, uh, one of the brothers in our church, was in a, a car accident. He was actually serving here, his whole family, and they were driving home late after the second, and a guy came speeding, and, and they have a brand new car, and they literally knocked the engine off of the car. Unbelievable. Thank God that no one was hurt. It was an absolute miracle. I believe his angels were there. Hallelujah. But how many know cars crash? Well, but when we get to heaven, there'll be no car crashes in heaven, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Hallelujah. It will be joy unspeakable and full of glory. And what we have to understand is you cannot inherit the, uh, the kingdom of God by the flesh. It's all by faith. It's all by faith. And the kingdom that we inherit is a kingdom of power. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of power. And that power was proven by the resurrection. That's why we have the prayer meetings. You see, look, the other day, I got a picture, and I, I don't know about you, I'm one of those people who, um, I have a weak stomach. <laughs> Just the minute I go into the hospital, I'm like, ugh. You know, somebody get me a wheelchair. I'm serious, I just, I have a, I can't look at things, and uh, when, uh, when my kids were born, I was in the room, but I was looking right up at the corner of the ceiling, I was like, <laughs> Oh, you can do it. You know, that's the way I walk through that whole thing. 
And uh, I told one of my boys, don't look, don't look. He looked and he fainted. <laughs> I told him. But anyway, so uh, I, got a, I got a picture the other day in my phone because we've been, we, two years ago, one of the members of our church was in a horrible car accident. His body was twisted like a pretzel. And we were praying, literally praying that he would just breathe. And what the doctors were saying is pray that he breathes, but we're going to have to cut both of his legs off and all kinds of things. I mean, he was literally like a pretzel. And, um, but we prayed and prayed and prayed and he started to breathe. And, and then they did, I don't know, I think it was like 11 surgeries on his leg and they didn't cut off his legs. And they said it was going to take so long before he could move or whatever. And before you know it, he was already in church. And it's been an unbelievable miracle. Well, about eight weeks ago or so, he got an infection in his foot. And, um, and it was really, really bad. Um, if you could imagine my hand, okay, imagine my hand being a foot. Well, just imagine these being really long toes. Okay, well, what happened was, is this infection, some kind of bacteria, it ate a hole in his foot so that you could look right through his foot. So my friend, so one of the guys, he sends me the picture. And I didn't know, innocent, it just pops up, I go, ah! I was like, that's it, bro, I'll never speak to you again. Unbelievable. I couldn't, it was like, I couldn't believe, literally, his, his food was, it was just being eaten alive. And guess what we did? We prayed. And we prayed. And we prayed. And we prayed and we kept on praying. You know why we kept on praying? Because we're part of a kingdom of power. We have inherited the power of resurrection power. Hallelujah. And so... So, uh, you know, my friend sent me the other picture. His foot was totally normal. No surgery. No, no, I mean, completely healed. The doctors are saying it's a miracle. And uh, uh, I was still upset with my friend. And he told me, he had the nerve to say, look, just focus on the miracle, Pastor. <laughs> like, Dude, you've got to be kidding me, you know? Total miracle. His foot is totally normal. You know why? Amen. Hallelujah. You know why God healed his foot? Because we're part of a kingdom of power. That, not that we earn, that we inherit. We don't earn it, we inherit it. It's by faith, it's free. You see, you put your faith in Jesus, he rose from the dead, he comes into your heart. When Jesus comes into your heart, he brings his power with him. Amen. We're part of a kingdom of power. And what we need to understand is that the resurrection, the resurrection brings victory, but we don't earn it. It's just a free gift of power. Amen. And here's what I would say to you. If the Lord will heal a man's foot, okay, don't you think he's willing to heal your broken heart Hallelujah. or your broken family, right? Your broken emotions. 
your broken habits? Don't you realize that what's so awesome about serving Jesus is that we bring our brokenness to him. We bring all of the things that we've ruined and he doesn't point fingers at us. He says, come, come to me and I'll put my resurrection power on your life. You can inherit it for free. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord for the freedom, the victory. If you walked into this building and you're battling with stuff, okay, many, many times in life, you come, against, you come up against things that you just can't whip. It's too much. It's too great. But nothing is too hard for God. Amen. <laughs> nothing. Nothing is too hard for God. I, I preached the gospel. Now we had eight services. I preached the gospel eight times. And I, I said over and over and over again. I had a doctor tell me once, listen, when people get hooked on crack, this is when crack came out. Every day there's a new drug. And he said, when people get hooked on crack, there's no way to get over crack. It's too powerful. And I said to him, you got to be kidding me. I got a dozen guys in my church who used to be crack addicts. And now they serve God. They're holy. Holy men of God. Hallelujah. The resurrection power. The Lord loves us. The Lord loves us enough to give us an inheritance of love and power. And it is found in the resurrection. Now here's the second thing that... Uh, of the victory of the resurrection is all about. The victory of the resurrection is transformation for eternity. Everyone say eternity. Eternity. eternity means forever. Eternity means forever. Now what this is talking about, I need you to pay close attention to this. What this is talking about is that one day forever will begin. Look at what the Bible says. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound. Now look at me for a second. Please, everyone, look at me for a second, okay? On the walls. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what Jesus declares through his holy word. He declares that one day there will be a trumpet blast that all of the earth will hear. I don't know how that's going to happen, but one day there will be a trumpet blast all of the world will hear it. I believe that that trumpet blast will reverberate through the galaxies. Every star will experience the vibration of that blast. And on that day, when that final trumpet blast takes place, the Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise. People in the grave will hear that blast. They will be dead when Jesus will call them out to life and will be caught up and will meet him in the air. It's a mystery. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. As we read this passage of scripture, I want you to know 
There's no blood on my hands. You came into this building, regardless of what you believe, you came into this building and Jesus said to you, I love you, I died for you, I rose for you, and I have an eternity prepared for you. You better get ready for that blast because the blast is coming. It's coming. Jesus will come back. And look at what the Bible says. It says, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. For the perishable must. Everyone say must. The perishable must, be, must clothe, clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. Here's what that means. It means that when you accept Jesus, when you accept Jesus, a work of transformation takes place. You see, the people who gave their heart to the Lord this morning, the people who gave their heart to the Lord just over, let's say, the last 10 days, the moment a person accepts Jesus as Lord and Savior, they are born into the kingdom of God. They're born into the family of God. Essentially what it means is, what born again means is that you have a new spirit living inside of you. The spirit of God. The moment the spirit of God comes to live inside of you, a work of transformation begins. You used to be part of darkness, now you're in the kingdom of light. You used to belong to the world and the things of this world. Now you belong to God's kingdom and God's world and God's family. And that's why when you give your heart to the Lord, even though you're not perfect, there are things about you. You don't even understand it, but it's like, I used to like that, but I don't like it anymore. Amen. I used to want to do that, but I don't want to do it anymore. Why is that? It's because you're a child of the new kingdom. Amen. But here's what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that day by day, we're being changed. Day by day, there's a, there's a transformation taking place. And here's what it really comes down to. It means that God wants to get you ready today. God wants to get you ready now for the day when you meet him face to face. And then he'll get you even more ready for heaven. There's a constant work of transformation, but that work one day will, will be a magnificent, culminating work where we won't be the same anymore. We'll be changed. Do you believe in the supernatural? You should believe in the supernatural. Hallelujah. Look at what the Bible says here. This is what, going further up in the passage in 1 Corinthians 15, 42, look at this. It says, this is how it will be when the dead are raised to life. The dead in Christ. Okay? When the body is buried, it is mortal. When it is raised, it will be immortal. When the body is, is buried, it is ugly and weak. When it is raised, it will be beautiful and strong. Hallelujah. When the body is buried, it is a physical body. When it is raised, it will be a spiritual body. 
This is, of course, a physical body so that there has to be a spiritual body. For the scripture says the first man, Adam, was created a living being like all of us. But the last Adam, which is Jesus Christ, is the life-giving spirit. When you accept Jesus, the life-giving spirit begins inside of you. And when we go to cross into heaven, our bodies are going to be transformed. All weakness gone, all decay gone. We will be transformed for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Listen, here's what this means. Transformation will be that we go from perishable to imperishable. Now, perishable means that something breaks down. Okay? I just turned 50 years old, and let me tell you something. This body right here is perishable. <laughs> it starts when you're 40, you know. The morning you wake up on your 40th birthday, <laughs> your whole body's going, ah, just screaming, pain everywhere, you know. But you know, one day, one day now, here's the way it works, guys. Right now, we are body that covers spirit. But one day when we're transformed, when the trumpet sounds and we're when that blast takes place and we're called up to heaven, we won't be more physical than spiritual. We'll actually be more spiritual than physical. Amen. That's what's going to happen one day. He died so that you could receive him today. And a work of transformation can start today. And that work of transformation is going to carry you on until that day. That day, no matter what you're, everything that you're going through right now will be forgotten and gone. The, your hardest, your, your most broken moment, your most difficult moment in this life, when you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, you have to understand that somehow through the mystery, through the power and the glory of the resurrection, he'll heal you. There'll be no more tears in heaven. There'll be no brokenness in heaven, no car accidents, no cancer, no sickness, no pain, hallelujah. We're going to be transformed. We'll never get tired. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's what he promises. Do you believe in the supernatural? You should believe in the supernatural. Because that is what's awaiting those who believe. Would you have to hear... Okay, and I gotta, I gotta finish, but what you have to hear is the heart of God reaching out to you. What you have to understand is that, is that Jesus didn't die so that you could go to church twice a year. I hope to see you here next week, guys. I mean, look at this. All right. All right, we'll see you here next week, right? Listen, Jesus didn't die just so that you go to church. Even if you go to church every week. I've been saying this all week. I've said this dozens of times. Jesus died because he loves us so much. He wanted to be with us. And as he comes into our hearts, we experience the victory of the resurrection. Victory for your heart. Victory for your mind. Victory for your family. 
and ultimate victory, victory for all eternity. You can't inherit the kingdom of God with your own flesh and blood. Okay? How are you going to get into eternity? How are you going to get to heaven? Well, you know, I try to be good. No, that's not the way it works. No one is good enough. Okay? Every person, for every good thing that we've done, including me, for every good thing we've done, we've probably done a dozen bad things. Come on, now let's, let's, let's tell the truth and shame that's the devil. Right. <laughs> the human heart is desperately wicked. That's the way it is. You know? All of us, we all have fallen short of the glory of God. But he says, I love you. Receive me. There is a promise of change. The change begins today. But it goes all the way to eternity. And here, here's, here's the last thing I'll say about this. See, when you read the Bible, you read about the life of Christ, Christ was, he was in the flesh, but he was so in the spirit that he would say, he would say things like, I only say what the Father tells me to say. I only do what the Father shows me to do. He was, his life was the ultimate in the spirit. You see, when we get to heaven, the veil will be gone. We're going to see the Lord face to face. We're going to see him for who he is. You can't see him right now. But the day is going to come when he's going to reveal himself. He's going to give us a glorified body. The glory of God is so powerful that in the Bible it says you can't really see the face of God and live. His glory is too powerful. But when our bodies are glorified and transformed, we're going to be able to enjoy the face of God forever and ever and ever and ever. Blessed be the name of the Lord. tell you right now there's nothing like the face of God if you don't know the Lord by faith you can see his face he's calling you today he's reaching out to you the spirit of the Lord is here he's beckoning you saying open the door of your heart to me let me in because I love you oh how do you know every time you look at the cross the cross is the ultimate symbol of God's love for you. How much more proof do you need than that? Of course he loves us. He went to the cross for us. The innocent for the guilty. Now here's the last thing. And then we gotta, we gotta close here. The last very important truth about the victory of the resurrection is this. The victory of the resurrection is what conquers our enemies. Whenever you experience the power of God, whenever you experience the victory of God, it flows directly from the resurrection. Look, it says, when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Let's say that together, everyone. Death has been swallowed up in victory. One day, death will be swallowed up. How? By the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It says, where, O death, is your victory? 
Where, O death, is your sting? For the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. Listen, but thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Leave that up, verse now. You see, everyone has enemies. We all have personal enemies, and I'm not talking about people now. I'm talking about stuff that we battle with. Anybody here battle with a few things, Gustian? Nah. Right? We battle with jealousy. We battle with anger. We battle with hate. We battle with worry. We battle with lust. We battle with perversion. We battle with fits of rage. We battle with pride. We battle with all kinds of things, and those things are never helpful to us. No matter how much we indulge those desires, those desires are never good for us. Those desires actually, when we give in to the lower nature, those desires ultimately not only hurt us, but they hurt people around us. How many have found and recognized that sin doesn't just hurt you, but it hurts people around you? That's the truth. Sin and death are our enemy. But Jesus died and he conquered death. And when he conquered death, he conquered sin. And when we receive him as Lord and Savior, he is able, we're not able, but he is able to conquer every enemy. That's the way you get over crack. That's the way you get over anger. That's the way you get over being a liar. That's the way you get over not knowing how to love your family. How? Because all of the brokenness in us, all of those things that are like living enemies. The resurrection conquered all of those things. Hallelujah! Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus came not just so that we could make it. Jesus came so that we could live the abundant life. He said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have life to the half. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, life to the full. How many believe that Jesus wants to give us life to the full? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay. So, today, the Spirit of the Lord is here and he's saying maybe somebody's in a battle today. We prayed in the earlier service and we want to pray now. If anybody's in a battle, if anybody's dealing with enemies, we know that resurrection power is available to, to defeat the very enemy that you're dealing with. That's why he said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Because after he rose from the dead, he said, come and pray. And as the people of God pray, he answers, by the power of the resurrection. However, however, there's only one way to experience all of this victory. It starts with the inheritance. It starts with receiving the free gift of God. And I want to ask you, have you received that free gift? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? You know what I want to ask you to do? Because this is such a private thing, but we're
we're in a public setting. I'm going to ask everyone to close their eyes for a minute. Just so that right there in your seat, everyone could get into their heart. And I wonder if you're here today, and on this day that we celebrate the resurrection, you would say, I want to open my heart to Jesus, the Savior. The Bible says, I stand at the door and I knock. And anyone, 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 no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, anyone that will open that door, I will come in and I will be with them. And I'll bring my love and I'll bring my transforming power. I'll bring my grace. I'll be what you could never be for yourself. I'll be there, the friend that sticks closer than a brother. If you're here today and you would say, Pastor Toledo, I feel him knocking at the door of my heart and I want to let him in. It's as simple as a prayer. If that's you, would you raise your hand right now? Anyone, you want to open the door to Jesus. Right now, if the Lord is knocking at the door of your heart, would you go ahead and raise your hand? And if I thank you, are there other hands? Thank you. There are hands going up. I want to wait a minute because I feel the Spirit of God dealing. Would you respond to that, to that knock on the door? Come on, raise your hand nice and high. Thank you. Hands are going up all over the building. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is talking to you. Raise your hand and tell the Lord, Lord, I want to receive you as my Savior. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hands up all over the building. Okay, you can put your hand down now. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I'm going to give you the words. But God is going to hear the faith of your heart. God is going to hear the, the opening of your heart to him. So let's all say this together. Come on, let's all pray this to, together. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this Resurrection Sunday. I thank you for coming to the earth and for living a sinless life. And I thank you for dying for my sin. Forgive me, Lord, for all of my offenses and violations against your word. Wash my heart clean. Remove the guilt and the shame. I open up my heart to you. And I invite you in. Sit on the throne of my heart and be my Lord and my Master, my Savior, and my friend. Thank you for receiving me, even as I receive you. Amen. Amen. Can we put our hands together and praise God? So, Father, as your people go, go, we go as your family. We go as your children. We go from this place as your people. And God, I pray to the left and the right, the front and the back on the walls. God, help us to stand firm, oh God. Let nothing move your people, oh God. Lord, today we give ourselves fully to your call upon our lives. Hallelujah. And we want to serve you faithfully until we see you, until the trumpet blast comes. Face to face. Bless 
resurrection in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, 